the perfect man, right? Like doesn't even let like you're you're moving and he's like, oh, don't even think about it. Yeah. You know, or he's already taking care of it while you're in the bathroom. Yeah, I agree. That's hot. If so you hot. go to the bathroom, checks, you come back, checks already paid. Oh hot. my God. So Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode of Vulnerable. I am your host, Chelsea Vaughn. And today we have an amazing episode with a wonderful guest. Her name is Lindsay Metzlar, and you guys might not, might know her from the We Met at Acme podcast, which she hosts. I've mentioned it like a million times on my podcast because it's one of my favorites. And it's a dating and relationship tips, kind of like advice, big sister podcast. And I love Lindsay because she's so like matter of fact in her opinion, and she's like got very much earth sign energy like me. Um, so I loved having her here to get her point of view on everything. We kind of went over like who should pay on a first date and if you sh- when you should have sex when you first start dating someone and if they haven't made it official in a few months, is it doomed? Like all the things that you would want to know and want to hear about about dating, we covered it all. And we also answered a bunch of advice questions at the end. I've kind of been like skipping child like it is lately, but we really, really child it like it is. Um, and it was great. It's a really great episode. I'm personally very excited about this little crossover episode because I love the podcast so much, but I hope you guys like it and let me know what you think. Slide into my DMs. But other than that, here is Lindsay. Okay. Today in the vulnerable studio, we have Lindsay Metzlar. Lindsay. Thank you for being here. Welcome to Vulnerable. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm literally so excited because, guys, I've mentioned, I literally mention your podcast on here all the time (laughs) (laughs) because I literally listen to like three podcasts. Yours is one of them. So she's the host of We Met at Acme and like a couple of others, but I'm always like, yeah, I heard this on a podcast. It was We Met at Acme. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I'm happy to have you. Um, So you and I actually briefly, very briefly met at this event in January and I were like standing at the bar and I remember you like said hey to me like hey I'm Lindsay and in my brain at the time I was like that voice sounds so familiar but I yeah. couldn't place you and then afterwards I'm like looking at Iskra's story and everything and then I was like oh my god she's from my favorite podcast <laughs> sorry I'm fangirling right now um but welcome I like to start out and ask everyone like what their age is where they're from and what's your sign I know you're into astrology like me I love it I was literally just gonna be like what's your sign <laughs> okay know, well, but let's say our big three then yeah we have to um I'm 32 I'm from New York City and I'm a Libra sun with a Virgo rising and Capricorn moon okay a lot of earth energy what about you I'm a Virgo sun love Leo rising Leo moon oh wow yeah. I feel like like, I'm surprised. Really? I get the Virgo energy a lot, but I feel like your Leo energy is more... But of course, like, this is our first time really hanging out. Right. But I'm like, I don't feel like it's as Leo as I've usually seen. Yeah, I can be... I feel like when I get drunk, I'm like... It comes out. Leo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, like... I- I started a podcast talking about myself and I went on three TV shows. So I'm okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. You're right. Giving you're, Leo. Right, you're right. That's, that's definitely giving Leo. So funny. Um, so I wanted to ask like, what made you start the podcast in the first place? And I also want to know why it's called We Met at Acme. So the podcast, I wanted to start it. I was 27 and I was recently dumped like out of nowhere and I was like so wait how old are you by the way oh I'm 30 okay yeah 
I was like, I, I, for some reason, I thought that you were 27. So that's, that's a good thing. <laughs> Great. Love that for me. <laughs> um, but I was like, I am so confused. I thought that I knew everything about dating. Clearly, I know nothing. And I want to talk about it because dating in New York City is so hard. And at the time, there were no dating podcasts. So I was like, okay, we need to make a dating podcast. Like I, I need to make a podcast for what I need to hear and learn about. And I was like, if I have a podcast, I could bring people on and they could teach me things and all that stuff. And the reason I called it, we met at Acme is because at the time I was going out to Acme all the time. I was meeting a lot of people there, but I also was stalking this one couple on Instagram. You know how like we do that. Yeah. <laughs> and they had just gotten married and in the comments, someone was like, I can't believe you met at Acme or something. Like, I can't believe they met at Acme. And I was like, that sounds so cool. Like, we met at Acme. Yeah. And I wanted it to sound like a dating podcast, but not like, let's date with Lindsay, you know? Like, so <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we met at Acme. We met is like the answer to, you know, people are always like, so how did you guys meet? And you say like, oh, we met at the grocery store. Right. So I was like, oh, we met at Acme. And then also Acme can be anything you want it to be. It doesn't have to just be the club. There's also grocery stores called Acme. <laughs> True. And there's like locks called Acme. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it's very catchy now. For you guys that are not New Yorkers, like Acme is this kind of like iconic club here. I have to confess, I've actually never been to Acme. No. No, I haven't. Wait, we have to go. I'm not from here, so I feel like that gives me like a little bit of excuse. But like I I was supposed to go this one time. And I still have not for some whatever reason been to Acme. But um, I love that explanation. And it's actually so funny to think that five years ago there weren't any dating podcasts since there's so many dating it's podcasts. It's crazy. It was actually six years ago now. Yeah. I'm, I'm aging myself beyond. <laughs> but it was six years ago. Yeah, love that. Um, so you're kind of known for, I would say, you're like dating tips, you're dating rules. Why do you think it's important to have rules in dating? Because I feel like a lot of people will come for you sometimes and be like, that's game playing. But I feel like there's a difference between rules and game playing. I totally agree. I think rules are great because it's kind of like a guideline that like your older sister would give you if you were dating. And you know, not everyone has an older sister. And I remember when I was first dating, I really made all the mistakes. And then as I made mistakes, I came up with, okay, well, this doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work to go home with them on the first date if I want them to date me. Right. Because like, one, I then get grossed out by them. And two, like, I want to get to know them and like have a buildup and whatever. So I was like, okay, my rule is that I'm not going to sleep with them on the first date. So it was kind of like things that I learned as I went along. And I think that it's okay to have like guidelines for and standards for yourself with dating. It's not game playing when it's something that you want to hold yourself to. Yeah. And I like that you always say like, take what you want from the rules and leave what you don't. Like they're not hard and fast. Like you don't have to do every single thing that you did. Totally. And, and there's always someone who's like, well, I had three drinks <laughs> on the first date and we've been married for 74 years. It's like, okay. <laughs> okay. But I feel like most of your rules are pretty like chill. Like nothing, it's not, nothing's that crazy or controversial to me. Um, I recently listened to like your older episode about the complete and total list of rules so, like, I wrote them all down. We're not going to go through all of them, but I kind of just wanted to, like, pick out some of the ones that I like the best and some of the ones that I don't necessarily love. Uh -huh. um, so one of them is, like, 
don't send a thank you text after your first date. Mm -hmm. Probably the most controversial. Right. So like, what is the reason for this rule in your opinion? Because I don't think it's coming from a place of like, you're rude and not grateful. (laughs) No, no. I think that this one is definitely the most layered one. Basically what I'm saying is you should definitely be thanking this person on the date if they took you out, which they should do, of course. You know, that's in the rules for men. Um, And you thank them on the date. You say, like, thank you so much. I had such a great time. And then you kind of wait for them to initiate a text. And by the way, I – like, you can say thank you if they text you, if you really want to thank them again, you know? If they're like, I had such a good time, like, when are you free next? You could be like, I know, thank you again, like, me too, whatever. But it's just about the reason behind why a lot of women send a thank you text. And they do it from a place of insecurity, of needing to know that this person's going to text them. And sometimes it's nice to have a guy, like, go through his thought process of, Am I, do I like this person? Do I want to see them again? Because if I do, I have their number and I'm going to text them, you know? And usually I feel like when a day goes really well, you get that text from that guy that night or they say like, text me when you get home. Right. And then you can, you can say, I got home. Like I'm home. Thanks again. If you want to, but don't out of the blue be like, oh, I haven't heard from them. I'm, I'm feeling weird. I'm going to text them. Thank you again. You already thank them. (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you there. I think People probably don't want to admit the fact that it's coming from a place of like, okay, well, he didn't text me. I'm just trying to look for an excuse to like start up a conversation totally. again. Totally. Yeah. If, if it's coming from a place of like, well, my manners are like, this is how I was raised to always send a thank you text and send your thank you text. Like I'm not, <laughs> you know, coming for you, but I just think that if it's, it depends why you're sending it. Yeah. But I also think it kind of sets a precedent for the relationship, like as you being the one pursuing And if that's not the kind of guy that you're looking for, then you shouldn't do that from the beginning. Because I feel like I've made that mistake because I can be the Leo in me. I can be like a little aggressive. Like I'm not afraid to ask a guy out. I'm not afraid to like pursue. But it's like it gets to a point where I'm like, okay, well, now I'm dating this guy who doesn't do things for me, doesn't initiate. And I'm like, why is that? Because I did it the whole time. (laughs) Right, right. Totally. Yeah. How many days do you think it's okay to wait for the text after the first date, though, before you're like, okay, lost cause, they're not interested? No more than 24 hours. Oh, really? Yeah. I was going to give it at least 48. Really? 24. I mean, yeah, you're probably right. If it's a good date, they usually text you that night. Because, like, it's fresh in their mind. It doesn't have to be that night. It could be the next morning. Maybe they're trying to play it cool. But I feel like after 24 hours, they're just like, they've, the date didn't mean a lot to them. But they're like, "Mm, maybe I can get some, like, hookup out of it. So Mm. I'll text after 24 hours. That's true. Yeah. So, like, if somebody texted seven days, like a week after the first date, you would be like, absolutely not. Oh, absolutely not. Unless they were coming with excuses, like legit excuses. Like they were like, I had such a nice time on our date. Like, to be honest, I was tying some loose ends up with my ex or like, you know, I was seeing another girl at the time and I I didn't know if we were going to, but you know, like uh, give me a reason. Yeah. I don't know if I would be like, that reason's bullshit though. (laughs) Yeah. I probably would say that it was bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Another one of the rules that you kind of mentioned is no sex, like on the first night, but you specifically say like, don't have sex until you've been out on like five or six dates. Yeah. This one I love. Um, It's just never really been my personality too, because I feel like sex is a bigger deal to me. And I already know that about myself and I'm going to like get attached if I do that. So I usually wait anyway, but I do love it because 
I feel like you need those first few dates to actually get clarity on if you like them before you start getting physical. Definitely. Yeah. And like some people have a more extreme version of this rule and they'll be like, no sex until monogamy. And it's like, well, if they have a micro penis, like, <laughs> and now I'll officially, like, I'm stuck with them, then that's not ideal. So I think there's an in between. Yeah. And it does depend on how important sex is to you in a relationship, too, I think, because maybe some people don't care that much. Yeah. But other people, it's like, okay, I would like to know if we're sexually compatible before I commit to you. Totally. And I think that's fair. <laughs> um, okay, this is one that I'm like, I don't love myself because I want I want to hear what you think. You should keep dating other people when you start dating someone that you really like. Why do you have to keep dating other people? So this one is really tough for some people. Like I feel like half of people are like, oh, that's easy for me. And the other half are like, I'm just the kind of person that like wants to focus on one person when I really like them. That's me. <laughs> but And I get that and I hear you and I have friends that are like that and still will like argue with me to this day. But I think it's more of a means to like like self-preservation and like protecting yourself. Once you start to really like somebody, that's when it's more important to keep your eggs in multiple baskets because that's when you're putting yourself on the line and it can be apparent to the person that you're dating that you're only focused on them. And if they're not ready yet for that, it can be a turnoff to them. Like guys... And I'm, it's not the same the other way around. It is a double standard. Like if I felt like a guy was still seeing other people when I when he really liked me, I wouldn't think he really liked me, right. you know? But with guys, with women dating men, I feel like men really like need to feel like they are like winning you from like the the bunch, you know? And I think like even if you're just, you know, jokey about it and not like, well, yeah, like they don't, first of all, they don't have to know you're seeing other guys. It's not like you're saying that. But if they do ask, you could be like, well, yeah, like I'm I'm single, you know? And I think that that's so much more attractive than a man, to a man than you being like, no, I'm only focused on you. Because they're like, what? But I haven't asked you to be my girlfriend yet, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm so torn about it because. Tell me, tell me your thoughts. I just, I don't like, I feel like for me, I would be faking it. Like, I feel like I would be dating other people just to say that I'm dating other people. I don't think in my mind it would actually help me put my eggs in other baskets, like mentally. But what if you only dated other people that you also were excited about? I can barely find one person I'm excited about. Yeah. <laughs> but like, okay, Fair. let's say I had three guys I was excited about. I do like the idea that you can kind of like, not, I mean, yeah, compare, but it doesn't like put this person on a pedestal from the beginning and you don't get all swept up in it. Cause it's like, okay, well this guy has something that guy A didn't have. Mm -hmm. Guy C has something that neither one of them have. So it does kind of like make you realize and weigh things I think more rationally, but I don't know. I just find it so hard. I get it. And like, I'm not going to lie when I was dating multiple people, I always knew which one I wanted. Right. It wasn't like I, you know, would have been fine no matter which one it would have been. Yeah. But I still like had a nice time with the other people. And when I didn't get a text from my ideal person, it was okay because I got a text from one of the others. Mm. And like I felt less, you know, hanging out in the open and vulnerable. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> 
um, which I needed for myself, but not everybody needs that. And some people want to take the risk of putting it all on one person and that's fine. It's just a harder letdown if it doesn't work. True. Um, yeah. So when you were dating Steven, your husband, (laughs) so weird that I know things about you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, did you, were you dating other people at the same time before you guys were official? I was, yeah. yeah. I was pretty, like I was kind of newly single when Steven and I went on our first date. Okay. And so I was like making it a serious point to be dating multiple people. Um, not that I would be any different if I wasn't newly single. Like I always thought it was important to date multiple, multiple people, but I was definitely like, okay, I don't like, I haven't been single for a few years. I need to see what's out there. And did you keep dating them until it was official? Like, do you keep going until it's like, so normally I would pro so I usually keep dating other people until I'm positive in my soul that they are not talking to one other person. Yeah. <laughs> and guys will make it pretty obvious to you. Like the only I would say I probably stopped seeing guys a little earlier than I would with another person because of COVID. Uh, okay. I mean, that does make a difference. <laughs> um okay. The other one that I love is paying on a date. This is like such a controversial topic. And I feel like I'm specifically talking about like hetero women and men dating. Mm -hmm. Um, You say always offer to pay, like don't insist, but like always offer, but don't like (laughs) shove your credit card (laughs) in their face. Yeah. Like, but is it a fake offer if you offer and you really don't want them to pay? Yeah. I mean, if you really, (laughs) it's fake, but a fake offer is better than no offer at all. You know? Okay. So if you don't, if you just sit there and say like, he asked me on this date he should pay and you just sit there and then you say, thanks. You think that's rude. I do think it's rude. Yeah. I feel like it's entitled and I feel like I've heard from so many guys that it hurts their feelings because they're like, I just want to know that like, she's at least being polite about it. You Mm -hmm. know, a lot of guys will say that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like I've done both on dates. Like usually I would offer, but like if I'm actually being honest with myself, like I would not appreciate someone accepting my offer to split it. Yeah. There's like this whole TikTok trend um, where it's like the girl offering to pay on a date, but then it shows you the inside of her purse and it's just like lip glosses. <laughs> and it's digging. like, it's just a completely empty offer. I think that the right, the perfect man, right? Like doesn't even let, like you're, you're moving and he's like, oh, don't even think about it. Yeah. You know, or he's already taking care of it while you're in the bathroom. Yeah, I agree. That's hot. If so you hot. go to the bathroom, checks, you come back, checks already paid. Oh hot. my God. So would you, if you offer and like they accept it, do you think they're definitely not getting a second date? Definitely not. Not with me. <laughs> not with me. Yeah. I don't, I've had, I've had people accept it. I've had, I don't insist. Like I will, it's a genuine offer. Like I'll genuinely offer, but it almost feels like, like I'm judging you based on if you accept it or not. Right. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, that's the only real like game playing that I condone when it comes to dating. Like that's the test that like, you know, it's a pretty easy test. Men know how to pass that test. And if they fail that test, like, you know. But that's what it is. It is a test. It's like, I want to see if you're the kind of guy that's going to pay for it or not. Like it's a kind gesture. Like I'm from the South. Like maybe it's just like the manners and like chivalry and like all that in me. But like, 
I want you to pay for it. At least the first date. Damn. Yeah. Well, also, like, if he's asking you on the date, you wouldn't have gone on – you wouldn't have gone to dinner that night. Right. He asked you to go to dinner with him and then expects you to split it? Absolutely not. And then people act like women are, like, just after free dinners, and maybe some of them are. Right. But it's like, okay, I can afford my own dinner. Like, I really didn't right. need to get dressed up to get a yeah, free like, dinner you're that paying, bad. You're paying for my time. My makeup that I had to buy to put on for tonight, <laughs> the hair tools that I used, like the clothing that I'm wearing. You're wearing the same thing probably every day as a guy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Speaking of time, you say you shouldn't spend more than two to three hours on a date. I have definitely failed this a lot. Like I've been that girl that goes on like a hinge date. It's a first date. You start at like one bar, you get a couple drinks and then you end up at like a second and third bar. And then all of a sudden it's midnight and you've been on like a six hour marathon date. Um, I can see in hindsight why that's not the best idea, <laughs> but why do you think two to three hours is like a good sweet spot? I think it's a good sweet spot because like it, you, you still get to know them in the two hours, but like you do leave them wanting more. And I recently went on a guy's podcast and he was telling me how, like, you know, he's single and, you know, he doesn't exactly know why, but he knows that when he does go on a date, it's so long. It lasts for, like, you know, six plus hours, um, but then nothing ever happens after that. And I was like, well, why? Like, you know, I, I put I put that on you. Like, <laughs> you're the guy. Like, you would reach out, you right. know? And he's like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, that's the date. Like, we we know each other now. Like, that's – we're good, you know? And I – that's a perfect example of like why it's not a good idea. It creates this like false sense of closeness. Like you feel like you know this person, you you are ready to take the next step, but like you don't. It's your first date. And I feel like when you only give those two hours, it shows that first of all, like you are a busy person. You, you have things going on. You're not just going to like throw your caution to the wind because like you're enjoying your time with them. And it shows that like you stick to your shit and like – also, again, leaves them wanting more, leaves them wanting like that second date or third date, which by the way, like on the third or fourth date, if you want to spend six hours together, that's fine. But I think you need to use those, that time for the first, second, third date very wisely in terms of like not overdoing it. Yeah, I think that's really good advice. And I feel like it's so like being in your 30s perspective versus 20s. Cause I just think when I was 24, like I wasn't thinking like that. I kind of was just like, I'm having fun. Like, what's the harm in staying out for six hours? Like, who cares? And then looking back, all of those times that I did that, yeah, I had that false sense of closeness where I was like, oh my God, like I can't believe we hit it off like this so quickly. Next thing you know, like he like we're trying to see each other every day. And right. then their relationship blows up in my face in three months. Totally it burns out. Yeah. Yep. And also I feel like once you do that second location, like you're drinking too much and you don't know if you actually like them or if you're just like getting drunk together and having fun. <laughs> My roommate made fun of me because there was this one guy that I dated for like, I would say dated because it ended up being like around six dates. And it was like date number six when we finally went out for the first time for like a sober dinner. And every day I would come home like, or every night after one of these dates, I'd come home and tell my roommate like, She's like, well, do you like him? I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Like I'm obsessed with him. Like he's so great. And the next morning I'd wake up and be like, I don't, I don't think I like him that much. Like he's kind of boring. He's kind of this. And it wasn't until that like six sober date where it felt like it was a first date. Yeah. And I was like, I've been out with this man way too many times to be having like 
this surface level conversation at this point. Right, right. And then we never saw each other again. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, okay, let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to ask you about the what are we question. Ooh. <laughs> okay, I feel like the dreaded question that people always like bring up, and I'm sure people are always asking you for advice on it, is like you're dating for three months you want to be exclusive and you don't know how to bring it up to the person you're dating. So you say like, never, ever, ever ask anyone, what are we? If you're in that state, like, what are you supposed to ask instead? Or should you just not even go there? Yeah. Well, first of all, and I know so many people are going to hate this answer and I hated it too. If you have to ask, like that might be a red flag to begin with, because usually at the three month mark, this person has made it clear to you I really like you. I want, I see something like a future. Um, but in the event that like this guy's maybe like a commitment phobe or, you know, a guy who's less vocal about his emotions, which happens often, you can say something like, it's more of just like a pulse check for how things are going. So like I'm like I statements only saying something like I'm really enjoying like getting to know you. <laughs> that's know. it then then they say something right? right like this is these past three months it's been really nice getting to know you yeah the, like this is a conversation so like they're responding to that you know and they're being like i totally agree um and like they're not dumb like they know that like this conversation is inevitable um but it's it's way better to like state your feelings than to corner them asking for theirs and even even if a woman to a man is like, I, you know, I like you and I want to be in like an actual relationship with you. Even if she says that, that's better than what are we? Because that is stating how she feels. And then she could be like, so let me know where your head's at. Like, take your time, you know? Yeah. Like, like think it over. Like, don't, I don't need an answer, you so know? And then he usually comes back to you and he's like, I, I'm on the same page, you know? Or he says in that moment... Or he comes back and he's like, I'm not. Yeah, I think ideally you don't have to bring it up. Mm -hmm. Like it's very clear. But if you do have to bring it up, I feel like it kind of almost puts the power in your hands. Like when you ask someone, what are we? It's like you're just leaving the entire relationship up to whatever their answer is. And instead you can just go in, go in with this is how I feel. And then you decide what you want to do with their answer. Right. <laughs> so do you think that at three months, like around that mark, if you say, don't say what are we, but like if you bring this conversation up to a guy and he kind of just like, yeah, I'm having a good time too. And that's it. Like, do you think that you're doomed? Like, <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do. I freaking love how matter of fact you are. It's so funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> I mean, again, you're right. I don't think they're dumb when you bring that up and they know what's like what you're really asking. So I feel like if they kind of just leave it in limbo, like, yeah you know, same, then it's probably not going to get there and you're going to end up in that nine month, 12 month, two year situation It's true. And oh. again, there are always exceptions, but for the most part, it's true. Ugh, tough. Um, okay. But I wanted to ask you about, we talked about like sex on the first date, but how do you feel about kissing on the first date? I'm a fan. I always loved kissing on the first date. Ironically, didn't kiss my husband on the first date, but always kiss people I end up dating on the first date. Hmm. And do you feel like it's cool for like girl to initiate? 
Yeah. Well, what do you think about kissing on the first date? Love. I'm a mm-hmm. huge kissing person. Like, I'm down to kiss. Um, I've initiated kisses. I've maybe like the first one, it's like, it's almost like the um, text thing after the first date. It's like, I would love for the guy to initiate. Right. Of course. But like, I'll do it if I have to. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm just like laughing because I had the most cringe, like I, me trying to initiate a kiss moment after a first date. And I will never, like after that, I never initiated a kiss again. Cause it was just so mortifying. Like it was so cringe. We, I went out with this guy and we had such a nice time. We were like vibing the whole time. This was back when I was drinking And we were like, you know, again, this could have been in my mind because I was drinking, but I really thought we had a vibe. (laughs) And then we were outside the restaurant and I was like, if you're going to kiss me, like it should be now or something (laughs) like that. I was like, if you're going to kiss me, like you might as well do it. Like now's your chance. And he didn't kiss me. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. It was horrifying. And I, and I never, never initiated again. That was the first and last time. I think it's so funny in New York too, because I feel like if you're in a different city, like you're probably in a car, right? Going, walking to your car, and it's like a normal time to kiss. In New York, it's almost like, okay, are we gonna just stand in front of the subway and make out on the sidewalk? Which I've done. Like, cause right. what else are you supposed to do? Or you kiss in the restaurant, which is also like kind of weird. Right. Well, I used to like try to have the date be near my apartment so they could walk me home after. Okay. And that's, that's the kiss moment. Okay, that's cute. <laughs> um, I've never like probably said like, here's your shot. You should kiss me now. But I feel like. I've, my roommate taught me this too. She's like, if you want a guy to kiss you, just look at their lips a lot or like draw attention to your lips. Oh, that's smart. So you just like look at their lips and then you look back at their eyes and then you just keep going back and forth until they kiss you. It works. Oh, that's, that's hot. It works guys. It works. Try it. (laughs) Um, okay. We have a few questions from people that they wrote in. So one person says, how do I manage dating burn, (laughs) burnout or are men just trash? Um, I think this is a good one because a lot of people are on the apps. They're burnout because they're seeing the same guys over and over and like feel like they keep going on first dates and not getting anywhere. Um, and I know you help people out with their dating apps and like their profiles and stuff. So how do you feel about burnout? I think if you're experiencing burnout and I used to say like, you know, just stay on the apps. You never know. Like go on that one date. You never know. And I do agree with that. But I think right now, since it's summer, if you're experiencing burnout, like pause your hinge or whatever and like go out more Mm. because it's the summer. Everyone is out and about like doing all the things. So I think like force yourself to be a more like active participant in society, enjoying it with your friends, not like running around looking for guys or girls, but you know, actually enjoying like life and the world and you never know. Yeah, I feel like it sounds super cliche when you say it, but it's like, it really is true that if you go out and start doing your own thing, like you just meet more people and it just starts to happen. Like you meet a friend, a new friend who has a guy friend, and then like you're in their friend's group. Like things just happen when you're out and about and like doing your own thing. It's so true. Yeah. Um, I always say if you're like feeling burnout, like take a break because there's really no reason to push it. If you're burnt out and that's the energy you're giving off on these apps to the guys, like no one's going to want to be around yeah you do have to protect your energy but I wouldn't say like delete your apps but pause yeah take a little break until you feel excited about it again um this person asked should I make a move on my work crush honestly yes (laughs) that's not what I I think that work first of all I know so many people who married someone from work 
But I'm curious if this is a guy or a girl. It looks like a girl. Yeah. In this context, I feel like it's a little bit riskier just because like, I don't know. I feel like you would know if this guy was like into you. But I guess it's different because of work. Yeah. But even then I'm like. I don't know. I think it's okay to test the waters before you make a move and be like, are you going to happy hour tonight? Like, and just sit next to them at happy hour and like feel their vibe. Yeah. I think there's steps in between. Like you don't have to like try to kiss him like by the water fountain. (laughs) Like there's in between. I do also wonder what she does for work. Like I'm assuming that it's just in an office or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just feel like work crushes are so dangerous. Like it's almost like, don't shit where you eat kind of thing. I like, know what you mean, but it is how a lot of people meet. I know. The stats are the stats. Because everyone's always at work. And so like, that's how you make friends as an adult. That's where you meet guys. Like, I get it. But I like what you said about trying to gauge their interest before you even go there. Because once you go there, you can't take it back. And what are you going to do? Quit? <laughs> totally. Or like ask your mutual work friend to like talk to him and be like, so are you dating anyone? Like, what do you think of Kelsey or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. It gets so awkward though. If it doesn't work out, it's so awkward. Yeah. It's awkward. awkward. Okay. What are some tips on approaching a guy in person and approaching a guy not in person? So I guess like apps and then like when you actually meet someone out. Yeah. I think when you meet someone out again, like this, it's, it's hard because like you have to obviously be confident in order to do this. But I have, like, tools if you're not confident. So if you're confident, you just are like, hi, like, I'm Chelsea, you know? And then if you're not as confident, I think it's always a fun idea to, like, pretend you're on a bachelorette or something and you are, like, dared to, like, go talk to him (laughs) or, like, you have, like, a scavenger hunt. Yeah. And you're like, I need to cross off, like, flirting with cute guy at the bar or something, you know? Like, whatever you have to do to mask if you're really scared to talk to somebody, that's always a good idea. I always think like a question smart. If you're at a coffee shop and you really want to talk to someone, you could be like, do you think the cookie here is like actually as good as people say, you know, like ask a question, like think about how you would respond if someone came up to you and do that same thing. And then I think on the apps, like you want to be thoughtful. You want to find something in their profile that's like unique to them and ask them about it. Questions always. Yeah. Questions are good. Um, I love what you said about the bachelorette. That's so funny. Um, because I feel like on TikTok, a lot of people were talking about how they just bump into someone and be like, oh my God, you look so familiar. Or like the, you look familiar thing is getting, I know I used to do the, you look familiar, but it just, it comes off so creepy now. I think, especially when a guy says it to you, it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure you get it a lot because you actually probably do look familiar <laughs> yeah. to a lot of people, but still it's, it, it can, it can be giving creep. Yeah. But you like asking a question can lead to somewhere. And I think it would be easier to like have some sort of a flirty banter from that. When you just tell someone like, oh my God, you look familiar. It's kind of just like, if they're like, oh, you don't like, there's really nowhere to go from there. Right, exactly. It's a dead end. <laughs> it's a dead end. Yeah. Um, and then dating apps. I think people love to talk about themselves. So anytime you bring up like anything in their profile that, like you said, is unique, like, oh my God, you're wearing that sports jersey. Like, I love that team. My dad went to that school. Like, I love Taylor Swift too. Like, whatever. Yeah, you know? totally. And then you can go from there. Um, okay. And then the last one, she says, 
<laughs> I'd love to hear about running into exes when you have mutual friends. I had a panic attack on the way home from the last time I ran into him. Would love to hear your thoughts on how to navigate it if it happens again. Oh my God. Running into exes, I feel like I have mastered and I almost get annoyed that I don't run into more exes because I have such like a process. Oh my God. Tell us. Okay. So you run into an ex. First of all, you debrief your girls ahead of time. If we run into Adam, do not look at me and grab. <laughs> like that is the worst thing that your friends can do. And it is a horrible look. And girls will do it all the time. I've probably done it. I've done it. Like, and it's the worst look. So make sure your friends are prepped to act fucking cool. Okay. <laughs> and then two, you treat this ex like you would an acquaintance who you actually like, you know, like you're going up to the ex and you're like, hi, like, how are you? So good to see you. You know, whatever. Like, even like you look great, you know, like that compliment just shows that like you are so unbothered and you're almost like pitying them. <laughs> like you're throwing them a nice thing. And then that's it. Do you interact with your acquaintances for the entire night? No. You say hi in the beginning, you make small talk, and then you live your life. And you really live your life. Like the one thing I will say is okay to do when you run into an ex is like be having a good time. If you have to fake it, fake it. I don't care. But have a good time that night, you know? Yeah. Don't look at them. Like don't look back. <laughs> I think the um – the like grabbing your friend thing is so, so real because it's like, it's almost like when you happen to bump into a celebrity. Yes. And like all of a sudden you can't control anything that you think and you're just like. <gasps> exactly. <laughs> and it's very obvious just saying from the other side of it. It's very obvious when people do that, even if they think you're doing slick, people can see that you did it. Always. Um, so yeah, that's a good tip. You need a brief before you even get there, your friends, if it happened. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually run in like straight caught off guard run into an ex because I don't have like mutual friends groups like that. Um, I have like dated people in Bachelor Nation and like ran into them in, right, at a right, Bachelor right. Nation event, but right. that's kind of almost like a given. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, I think I might probably see them. Like I'm going to at least be like cordial, hug yeah. them and be like, hey, what's up? Right. And keep right. it moving. Right. But I do think it's hard to, for me, I wear my like emotions all over my face. And if I was at a party trying to look unbothered and like trying to just have a good time, even if I knew they were in the vicinity, like I would be uncomfortable. But then you dip out, like, oh my God, I almost just said dip out, which is the, <laughs> which is the scandal line. You just leave early and, yeah. and like, there's nothing that makes somebody think of you more than your absence. Mm. Like the ex will like look around and be like, wait, I thought Chelsea was here. And like, now they're thinking about you and where you went. <laughs> if you're uncomfortable, leave, like slip yeah. out. I would, I would probably have to leave because I'm just like, this is so uncomfy for me. <laughs> um, okay, amazing. I think we covered it on the dating front. If you guys didn't learn something from this, I don't know what to tell you. Um, my last question for all of my guests is, is there anything that you would like to be vulnerable about? Oh, my God. I've been thinking about this the whole time, and I still <laughs> don't know which thing which to go with. Um, I don't know. I think, I think like one thing that... I'm like going through right now yeah. is just like a lot of emotions and feeling very moody and like feeling very embarrassed of being moody. You know, I like went off birth control and I feel like it's taken a huge toll on my body and my emotional self and like my hormones are definitely out of whack. Mm. And so I go through these waves and when I don't feel good, I'm like embarrassed 
about that. Yeah. And like, it's not embarrassing. Like, it's just part of being a woman and hormones. But I never felt that way before. So I think like that is something that I'm dealing with and trying to navigate how to like be okay being moody. Yeah, that's super relatable though. Like we're literally all on birth control or like going through some hormonal shit. And maybe it's just society's view of us making it feel, but I like, I feel like that too, because I'm just like, actually what birth control, do you mind? I was on Yaz. Is that the? It's, um, it's like a mix of like progesterone and estrogen. I don't, I don't. Oh, okay. But it was a pill. Yeah, it was a pill. Oh, okay. It was okay. a pill. So I have an IUD and I took it out last, like six months ago when I had to do my egg freezing. Yeah. And I was all over the place, obviously. Right, like right. I had this IUD in for years, took it out and then started shooting myself up with shots of hormones. And I was like literally so embarrassed about it too, because like, I feel like I'd been at a pretty stable level with birth control. And then I almost felt crazy. Yeah. Like I, I really was like, I don't know if this is hormonal or like, I don't know why I'm crying and it's like embarrassing. Um, but like, I feel like that's so totally relatable. Do you feel, are you like an emotional person in general or? No. Okay. I think that's why I'm like struggling with it. Yeah. Because I've always been so in control of my emotions because of like all my earth and my chart. And I'm like, oh my God, I am crying at nothing. Yeah. That's, I feel the same way. I'm not an emotional person like that either. Like definitely not outwardly. Um, so it does feel like this weird, like embarrassing thing. Like, yeah. or obviously your husband knows you very well, but like, do you feel weird? Like being emotional like that in front of him? I think he loves it. Like he's <laughs> like, oh my God, she's human. <laughs> but I'm like, don't look at me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. No, not a whole lot of water in my chart. So yeah, same. None, none. <laughs> no. oh. Isn't Not a single crazy? thing. Not a single. I need to look at the whole thing, but I don't think if I have one, maybe one water. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, water signs are emotional and yes, earth signs very. are not. Uh -huh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you shared that though, because I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, um, especially with the birth control thing, because I just feel like we're all, as women, trying to figure that shit out. Totally. Yeah. Um, and it's crazy that the answer for everything is like birth control. I know. It's, it's like, insane. You have cramps? Birth control. You have acne? Birth control. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I have an episode that's coming out about all of this at, at the right time. Oh, good. So, yeah. Okay. I can't wait to hear that one. Okay. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being here. Please tell everyone where they can find you, all your handles and whatnot. Thank you so much for having me. You can find me wherever you listen to podcasts. We met at Acme. Uh, we met at Acme on Instagram. And my personal is Lynn's Metz. And you can find us at Vulnerable Pod on YouTube and TikTok. I made a new TikTok. And you can find me at Chelsea Vaughn on Insta. But thank you guys for being here. We'll talk to you next episode. Bye.